What the hell is with kidney beans? It's the worst damn name ever. It's redundant. Oh, they're kidney beans because they're shaped like kidneys? So is literally every other fucking bean. There's nothing special about that. That's like saying it's the four-wheeled car. All of them have four wheels. They're all like that. Lima beans, shaped like kidneys. Pinto beans, shaped like kidneys. Brown beans, shaped like kidneys. They're all shaped like kidneys. Kidney bean, worst name ever. Next to Sean, maybe. Ouch. <laughs> um, do you like kidney beans, though? What's your favorite type of bean? Black beans. You know, you're a black bean guy, eh? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, I, I don't mind the old kidney bean. That's me, folks. Hey, uh, before we get into uh, too much uh, jargon, Mashup 93, mm-hmm. the Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Oh. The, the Dougie guy. <laughs> There we go. There it is. There it is. I mean, are you sure you want to talk? Are you sure you want to talk? Uh, Oilers right help, now? Couldn't help myself. Couldn't you help sure myself. you want to talk Oilers this week, Sean? No, myself. Okay. Mashup no, no, 93. No, 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 no. You, you wanted to bring it. Okay. All right. Well, what, what happened with the Oilers this week? Well, we, we, we didn't tie a league record winning streak, if that's what you mean. You know, we, we lost to Vegas. We beat mm-hmm. Anaheim. We lost to L.A. You know, yeah. like things happen to things happen. It is. It's the way she goes. Doesn't take I anything away from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I will say to your credit. That's the biggest line anybody's had in the Oilers locker room since Grant Fear left. Mashup 93. OK, I, I, I couldn't help myself. Couldn't game. help myself. Couldn't help myself, folks. I knew he was going to get fired up about this. Mashup 93 brought to you by AMC Electrical. Uh, That is Drew McKay, Rocky Mountain House, or Mm -hmm. close to it, I I should say. Uh, You may recall he was just on the first ever Guardian Blue Collar Roundtable, episode 577. uh, And AMC started back in uh, 2005. Here's, Here's Drew's words. I went back on emails and I was like, you know, I remember him having just this great line at the end. So he was looking 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 for people right like everybody's looking looking for people to come work for them so he said amc is looking for hard-working individuals there's no free lunch but if you work hard and make yourself a valuable asset by always expanding your skill set you'll never be out of work ideally these people would love freedom enjoy the outdoors and possess an instrumentation or electrical ticket they'd also be uh would also need to understand that there is no room in this part of the world for that woke liberal mind virus and those on booster five need not apply. I was like, I'm just going to read Drew's words uh, and a little tiny more on AMC electrical. They supply electrical and instrumentation, instrumentation services, as well as automation automation. They provide the equipment and the expertise to allow their customers to view and control their wells and facilities, compressors safely. And in many cases, remotely AMC electrical.ca. What did I miss to you miss nothing? The guy's an absolute beauty. I'm sure he'd be great to work for. If the commute wouldn't be an absolute bastard, I'd probably take him up on it. Yeah, and and he is an absolute booty. And a shout out to to Drew a booty. because he's a booty, a booty. Yeah, uh, he. I mean, he, it's just showing how my go. names tonight. Yeah, it's just showing to how my him go, but love to watch him leave. <laughs> I'm just saying, Tuz is going to pick me apart tonight because the I, I got some names in the in this mashup that are just like. Oh, that's going to be bad. Anyways, I was telling twos before we started. 
so uh, uh, the the Tucker Carlson show. Uh, one of the dads from my daughter's hockey team was outside, and I guess there was a dad and a and a and a daughter selling little keychains. Okay, and he got talking to him somehow. It came up where he was from, and he's like, "Oh, I my favorite podcaster's from there. Yeah, Sean Newman." And he's like, "Uh, he coaches my my son's hockey team." He's like, "Here," so he gave him one of these. Okay, so it's a, a little keychain, and it's got mm-hmm. that on the one side, and then it's got uh, it's got a uh, drink box, water bottle sort of thing. Anyways, yeah, it's was... it's a jerry can. It's and, a jerry can. And I I know of this person. I can't remember. They came up in a Twitter conversation or something like that. But the thing about it was how it came up was that um basically anytime I'm going to and from Lloyd, I stop in at uh the whistle stop in okay. Mirror, Alberta. Yeah. And they sell them there. And so there's one time. Oh, they sell club. them there. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We got already with, with, with oh David Parker throwing a love David you guys. Parker says love you guys. David <laughs> Parker, who is uh, a trans fat phobic, according to recent <laughs> stories on the internet. I I'm like, too, he must be in a he must be having a good night. Throw out a love you guys at the start of the show. Well, uh, David, so. evening. Top of the evening to you. Um, we got a lot to cover tonight. We got a lot to cover tonight. Got a lot to cover too. Hey, can we can we start just uh, with our update now? It's, it's the Coots two, seven hundred twenty nine days. Um, uh, we should probably pull this up. This was uh, this is Jason Levine, Major Coots update. Lysak and Morin have taken plea deal, and uh, Tony Olenek and uh, um, and I'm forgetting the fourth. I don't know the other person's name. Well, isn't that terrible, folks? Somebody comment, give us the other name. I'm I'm spacing on it right now, uh, and then I lost the tweet. What? Anyway, right. uh, he there we go. They Chris Lysak to... pled guilty to criminal code 95, possession of a loaded firearm, uh, and Jerry Moran pled guilty to criminal code 88, possession of a weapon. Neither pled guilty to criminal code 465, uh, 1A, conspiracy to murder, or 431C, mischief. Yeah. So the conspiracy to murder a police officer charges were dropped. And they eventually got them for improper storage of a firearm. They they spent two years in jail for improper storage of a firearm. And we'll be sure to bring this up over and over again, week after week, as people are let out for probably more heinous crimes than that. I would assume yes to's. I assume that's going to play out over the next year. I just have yeah. this funny feeling like 2024 is going to give us ample opportunity to explain how uh, two of the coups for anyways have, uh, you know, been screwed hard. Very thoroughly. The, yes. By the by the justice system. The other thing we want to bring up uh, is um, uh, judge denies crowns application and excludes the word occupation from judicial notice in Ontario's in his oral ruling February 8th, 2024. The word occupation as description of the freedom convoy has been barred from being used in judicial notice in Ontario. This means the term occupation cannot be used in court as a statement of fact without providing further evidence. So there's some interesting going on in the court. The judge basically told him to fuck off with calling it an occupation. Now, twos... And Clyde's excellent adventure. Um, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with the with the just the, going over the interview, or do you want to bring up uh, Marty's website? Okay. Well, that's so. I was on Clyde Do Something show 
last Friday and it was awesome. It was an absolute blast. We talked for hours and then when we were done, we stayed up drinking beer all night and chatting about this, that and everything else. But like just it went phenomenally well. We both had each other howling for hours and talked about all sorts of things. And then at some point, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but uh, we had said something something about websites or something like that and i think i said i don't have one for 222 minutes and oh you should and then you know wouldn't it be funny if we got websites of friends of ours and just fucked with them and and i'd suggested just as an example marty up north and have you looked at this sean uh, well, I, I I opened it very briefly because you told me not to look at it. So I'm like, welcome to so Cooking you Vegan. Did. With... Well, I no, just the headline, and so... I listened to that part of the interview. So I'm kind of like, I kind of get the premise because I'd listened to what you guys were talking about, but I haven't dug into it. Okay, so basically, is scroll down. So what we're looking at is a website from MartyUpNorth.com or .ca, and the avid outdoorsman hunter Marty Up North. Somebody bought the domain. And turned it into a vegan recipe website. And so there's there's all these vegan recipes and pictures of vegan foods <laughs> all the way down. And it says, just kidding, I hate vegan dishes, or at least I assume. Reach out to 222 Minutes on Twitter for recipe updates. Not made with permission of Marty up north. Just just the jokes. Blame twos. So that's... I, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. But... But just the the sheer hilarity of taking MartyUpNorth.com and turning it into a vegan recipe website was just phenomenally hilarious. Basically, you're having way too much fun, uh, and twos and wanted somebody, everybody to know. Yeah, well, I didn't do this. This was this was a listener. This is somebody who tuned in and thought that was a great idea. <laughs> I think they're right. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, check out. You haven't found out who it was. Well, no, I mean, I know who the Twitter handle was, but I don't know the person. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That is fantastic. All right, Bell, let's talk severance. Bell Media is ending up uh, is ending multiple television newscasts and making other programming cuts after its parent company announced widespread layoffs and the sale of 45 of its 103 regional radio stations. The memo said weekday noon ca uh, newscasts at all CTV stations except Toronto would end. It is also scrapping its 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. newscasts on weekday uh, weekends at all CTV and CTV2 stations except Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. Bell is also ending evening programs, The Debate, This Hour, and Top 3 Tonight on CTV News Channels, which will be replaced by a four-hour news broadcast on weeknights beginning at 6 p.m. A four-hour news broadcast. Here, here you got uh, Joe Warmington saying, it's brutal what's happening in Canada. Tens of thousands of uh, being laid off. Here's some of the companies doing so in January. All good people as well. Xerox, 15%. Unity, 1,800 jobs. Twitch, 500 jobs. Amazon, Google, uh, Dehumidified Air Solutions, Discord, Indigo. And it, it went on and on and on. This in, yep. you know. In, uh, BlackRock's doing layoffs. You hate to see bad things happen to bad people. And so, yeah, it's, and this is, so there's, there's so many examples of, of how these people suck at their job or they're not interested in telling the news. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the W5 special they did on the Freedom Convoy, but it was, 
easily the most dishonest bit of journalism I have ever seen in Canada. And that is saying quite a fucking lot. So here's here's an example from Corey Morgan where uh, you've got this CTV Calgary post. that says Calgary students join walkout to profess to protest provinces proposed gender policies. And it's all old people. There's a dude with a full on beard. This is all adults. And they're talking about a school walkout. So either they're not trying or they're really stupid, but either way, they don't deserve to have their jobs anymore. And like this stuff is just it's it's going the way of the dodo, Sean. This is I, I would call it failed media. And, you know, re- legacy media is just a little bit too gentle. They they have failed. And rather than calling things like this alternative media, I think it's probably safe to say at this point that we are what you might call modern media. And that's not me just, you know, jerking Corona. myself off. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, Corona is a fighter. Corano. God, I can never pronounce it right. Gina Corano is filing a lawsuit against Lucasfilms and Disney. Uh, and and then here's here's a couple of different things from what she tweeted. Uh, looking with your own eyes at what I posted. And folks, we're talking about the 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 chick who was in um, uh, the Mandalorian. The people, DeLorean. Yeah, and yeah, people, DeLorean, that, that should be a shirt. Look with your own eyes at what I posted and ask yourself. This is her uh, tweeting out. For example, where did I compare Republicans to the Jewish people in the Holocaust? I didn't. Ask yourself why they were calling me a racist. What Was there any merit behind that or history of, of it whatsoever? No. Look at what I was called a transphobe for making droid noses from Star Wars. Beep, bop, boop. Was obviously directed to the online bullies and did not in any way denigrate transgender people a couple of months ago she went on later on uh, a couple of months ago elon musk tweeted that if you've been fired from using the platform x for exercising your right for free speech he would like to offer these people legal representation quite the noble offer but never in my wildest dreams would i have thought anyone uh, would take on my case against lucasfilm and disney still i did respond back i think i qualify and thousands of people agreed but i did not expect anything to my surprise a few months ago i received an email from a lawyer who had been hired by x to look into my story and many others turns out after sending them as much information as i could uh, gather these past few months my now lawyers and x believe wholeheartedly in my case and are moving forward yeah so this is this is perfect this is the kind of stuff that you love to see where the last bastion of free speech is helping her stand up and fight back against getting fired off of a show, which would have been fine on its own. But they specifically said it was because they didn't like her social media posts. And so rather than just having sort of just the bland boilerplate saying nothing specific, like if anybody listening ever has to fire anybody, the secret is to just say nothing as little as possible just we need to part ways and that's it because anything else you say has the potential to come back and bite you as we gotta let you go uh it's everything you said on the mashup for like the last hundred fair see and this is this is um it's it's malicious uh malicious intent it's brutal we haven't even done a hundred of them we've only done 92 (laughs) of them he's lying you can't yeah (laughs) <laughs> the mashup effect. EVs have been declining. Rowan Atkinson has been blamed in evidence submitted to the House of Lords for the plunge in the sales of electric cars. The Mr. Bean actor described the green machines as a bit a, a bit soulless in a comment piece he penned in June last year. The Lords Environment and Climate Change Committee has since been told uh, since been told the actor was plenty 
partly to blame for damaging public opinions on electric vehicles. So if anybody wants to go back through the archives, there was an episode, I don't know, maybe about 50 weeks ago or something like that, where we talked about how Mr. Bean himself was shit talking EVs. <laughs> that guy who drove that tiny ass car <laughs> like this isn't what I signed up for. And he was disappointed with how they went for him. And so he spoke about it publicly. And now he's being blamed for the declining sales of electric vehicles in England. And the government is specifically mad at him for the public not buying enough electric vehicles. It's fucking wild times, dude. When they're, they'll throw right. literally, not because the plan sucks. Yeah, it's because it's because Mr. Bean literally said, uh, yeah, the the guy who says nothing ever decided that he wanted to say something about this. And it's his fault for speaking up and not the EV's fault for sucking. All right. Zane Southgate. Rowan is a dyed in the wool car nut. Well, I don't know about that specifically, but you are the resident expert on these things. He pumps don't pump enough heat. This is CBC PEI. I just wrote down the headline and it said heat mm -hmm. pumps need to be kept from freezing. Experts warn in wake of major storm. CBC is doing this PSA about how uh, basically the um, heat pumps need some special care and you got to look after them and make sure that they stay warm enough to actually warm anything up and get the snow out of the way of the very intake. Grudgingly admitting that they're not everything that they've been pretending they were. Oh, and despite the fact that the liberals were talking about that uh, program being a smashing success last week, Blacklock said that there have been exactly 80 people uh, who've gotten it so far, which is a very small number in a country of 40 million. Of course, Blacklock's breaks that. God, I love time. this too. Uh, the NDP are not a serious party. I don't know if, if uh, people saw this, but here we go. An NDP bill is seeking to criminalize, criminalize, the promotion of fossil fuels and prescribed jail time, even for Canadians who say scientifically true things, such as how burning natural gas is cleaner than burning coal. C-372, also known as the Fossil Fuel Advertising Act, was tabled Monday as a private member's bill by Charlie Angus, the MP for Timmins, James Bay, and longtime member of the NDP caucus. Angus defines promotion so broadly that it could technically apply to something as simple as a Facebook post or even as an I love you, or I love Canadian oil and gas bumper sticker. And then I, I, I was like, I was kind of curious. So I went into the actors, and I, I just copied a couple things and, and, and threw it here so that you can, you can do whatever you have with it. Uh, part of it said, whereas air pollution caused by fossil fuel leads to millions of premature deaths globally, including tens of thousands of premature deaths in Canada alone, and is a major cause of cancer, respiratory illness, adverse pregnancy outcomes, children's disease, and cardiovascular disease, uh, cardiovascular symptoms. At times, I thought I was talking about the backs, but that was just me. I, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I kind of went to a different place for a second. Yeah. It is prohibited. Maybe, maybe we could pass a law speaking uh, about that. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I don't want to don't want to put my tin foil hat on here for too long. It is prohibited for a person to promote a fossil fuel, a fossil fuel related brand element or the production of a fossil fuel. And further down, if you that that's what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. Every producer who contravenes section six. So that was section six is guilty of an offense and liable. Every person other than a producer who contravenes section six 
is guilty of an offense and liable on summary of conviction to fine exceeding 500 grand. And the part I missed in there was up to a million dollars or two years in jail for a producer. You're just like, oh, this is, this is, this was tabled. This is insanity. It's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, think about it. If, if you just said something as simple as, uh, the groceries got to the store on a diesel truck and we wouldn't have groceries in the store if it wasn't for diesel trucks jail. This plastic bottle was made with petroleum products jail. jail. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> medical equipment is made using medical product or using petroleum products. And it was paid for with the revenue from the petroleum industry jail Two, you sound kind of depressed. Would maid help? We could probably offer you maid. You could just see how this all just trends nicely. Yeah. Hey? Except, all right, well, they, they'd they have to do renewable energy powering the machine, in which case I'd live forever. Because <laughs> if, if they said, oh, well, we, we can offer you maid, but it's ran on natural gas generators in you know, wherever the hell the, the, gener the, the grid does it. They'd be like, I'd be like, well, I mean, that sounds really interesting, but now you have to get in the tank with me because what you just said was super fucking illegal. You imagine killing a guy by by electrocution on on renewable <laughs> energy. I feel a tingle. I feel it. This tickles. This tickles. I don't know why that's so funny. Well, I, I don't know why none of us have ever thought of it yet, but it's it's perfect. That's genius. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, I'm supposed to be pushing a button here and moving on. Who boy, who boy. Charlie Angus is batshit. Yes. Oh man. I just can't imagine trying to kill somebody with renewable energies. That that I mean. I mean birds, yes, but but uh, yeah, people know. <laughs> um, safe supply of BS. Uh, here, here, here's the National Post view. Okay, headline once again: the safer supply farce is unraveling. I took one, one. You know, we've been talking about this thing now mm -hmm. for for several weeks, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. There's probably a whole bunch of it uh, that you could read. I said it. This was close to the end of the article. It said it's clear that safer supply, at least as it currently exists, simply cannot go on. It is irresponsible to perpetuate an evidence-free experiment that has shown no signs of success. Overdose deaths only continue to climb and which has already irreparably harmed communities, drug users, and children. That's, that's a national post article. That's, that's basically what it's summarizing. At what point do we say, Hey, actually, yes, this everything they're saying is correct it's it's funny how when you have one side of the argument is just all emotion it's just you know whoa, whoa you know pulling at heartstrings and trying to scare you and then the other side comes in with numbers and data and statistics this may be a far-right conspiracy but i feel like the people with numbers data and statistics tend to have stronger arguments than the ones who try and uh scare you and so that's that's what this was talking about, how uh, when these statistics were first being presented and even when Polyev talked about them in the House of Commons, everybody, he was just being written off as as just a crazy person. But the numbers don't lie. And there's there's it's the only people this is good for is coffin manufacturers. Really? 
Terrorist takes the other easy way out. Uh, Global News. Edmonton City Hall shooting suspect makes first court appearance. I think we're all uh, paying attention to this because mm-hmm. the guy literally is on camera shooting up City Hall. And yeah, had a Molotov really cocktail. Well. And, you know, and and so a 28-year-old man, uh, Bazani Savar, accused of firing a gun inside Edmonton City Hall this week, wore an orange jumpsuit when he appeared in court via CCTV from Edmonton Remand Center on Thursday. I don't know how much more do we have to talk. What, what, the what point is, is that uh, some of the charges against him have been dropped and that this is a very interesting way to describe somebody who tried to perform a terrorist attack but just sucked so much that that he fucked it all up. Yes, that that's basically so, what the so article the was charges, talking about. Which he's straight up fucking guilty of, which one of them was um, possession of a, illegal possession of a firearm. They're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to charge him with that. You literally have him on camera. On camera shooting up the place. Shooting said firearm. Not good enough. Not good enough. Hey, how not much, good enough. you know, what, like your probability of conviction, I feel like, would be very fucking high because you'd just be like, is this the crazy person with the manifesto who's firing this weapon? Nah, not enough video evidence. We good. needed an illegal wiretap or something. Oh, yeah. Plenty of those. The hidden cost of movies. Uh, Camille Na Nanyahani. Ah, oh, man. Not go. going to work here no more. <laughs> Opened up about the mental toll of promoting a movie with harsh reviews, saying this week he ended up seeking a counselor after completing the Eternals press circuit in 2021. Does anybody recall that movie? No, because nobody saw it. The I reviews do. were bad, and I was too aware of it, Nanyahani said. Released in 2021, Eternals currently holds a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, making it one of Marvel's worst-reviewed entries in the cinematic universe. It's because nobody watched the bloody thing. Two's watched it. Two's... I watched it. It sucked. (laughs) I just think it's... Imagine making a movie so bad that when people tell you what they think of it... You have PTSD. It it cuts you so deeply that you have to go seek out counseling. Well, what'd you think of it? Well, here, let me fucking tell you. And then an hour later, you got to call a shrink. <laughs> Maybe if that's the kind of level that the movies that are being made are at, we might want to look at doing something slightly differently. But maybe that's just me. Madagascar cutting off the dicks. Madis- this this could have easily been happy news, too, as I might add. Madagascar's yeah. parliament has passed a law allowing for the chemical and, in some cases, surgical castration of those found guilty of a rape of the rape of a minor. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Parliament in the Indian Ocean Island nation of 28 million passed law on February 2nd in the Senate. The upper house approved it last week. Justice Minister Landy, oh boy, here we go. Mobilationania, Randramina, like I wish I could show this name. Said its necessary move became an increase. At, uh, I don't mean to light, make light of it. That is just one heck of a name. Uh, yeah, okay, be- instead of cutting dicks off, maybe he could cut a few letters off. Uh, move because of an increase in cases of rape against children. In 2023, 600 cases of rape of a minor were recorded, she said, and 133 already in January this year. Surgical castration will, uh, will always be pronounced for those guilty of raping a child under the age of 10. According to the law's wording, cases of rape against children between the ages of 10 and 13 will be punished by surgical or chemical castration. The rape of minors aged 14 to 17 will be punished by chemical castration. We want to protect children much more. The younger the child, the greater the punishment. 
I'd say that's pretty fair. I I'd be really curious to hear what somebody from the NDP thinks about that. You know, like, I mean, on the one hand, we love cutting people's dicks off. But on the other hand, these are kind of the people who would vote for us. I want to I want to do something here so people can see what the heck I'm talking about. I think they know what castration is as a concept, buddy. No, read that name. Landy? Yeah, Landy. 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 So hard about that. His name's Landy. Sorry for the people who are just listening, but that that right now. Okay. His name is. is Justice Minister Landy Mabolatania Randramanananosa. Uh, it just ain't me, folks. It just ain't me. Quebec pants. Quebec bans really small forest fires. Technically, it's technically. I had this. I had this epiphany while I was writing this. I'm like, it is a like when you're burning wood. It's a very small forest fire. Here's Viva. Okay. Prohibition on pan frying in ovens as of Wednesday in Quebec. It will be forbidden to use wood burning pan frying in stoves as of noon Wednesday in Quebec. For the first time in its history, the city of Quebec is issuing a temporary notice of the restriction in response to deteriorating air quality. Congratulations, Quebecers. You voted for this shit. So, yeah, it says a bunch of stuff in some weird gobbledygook language that honestly, like, instead of reading that, can we go back to the Justin Justice Minister's name? But anyway, <laughs> Quebec City is banning using wood-burning stoves. And interesting, I, I don't know the veracity of this, but there was a bunch of people talking about how a very short time ago, the city required everyone to register their their stoves. Their wood burning stoves, and then Correct. now, now you fast forward a little ways down the road, and they make them illegal. They 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 made you register them, and then they and took they them away them from you. We've never seen this playbook before. No, this is so bizarre. Like, well, and especially the high capacity black assault style wood burning stoves. BC fi- is finally banning if stuff. You can't if you can't heat your house with one or two pieces of wood, you shouldn't be doing it. BC is finally banning stuff. BC's government has ordered that flavored nicotine pouches only be sold from behind pharmacy counters in the province in an effort to prevent youth from becoming addicted. The order signed by Health Minister Adrian Dix means buyers of the pouches, which contain up to four milligrams of nicotine, will have to consult a pharmacist. Premier David Eby says the province is doing what it can to prevent children from coming into contact with the hazardous and addictive products. But no worries, you can have free drugs anytime you like. You can get fentanyl, you can get coke, you can get crack cocaine, you can get meth, you can get MDMA. They literally have a food truck of drugs that was ran by a guy who died of an overdose, surprisingly, in in BC. But nicotine pouches? No. Won't somebody think of the children? Uh, (laughs) Newfoundland can't take a joke. I don't know if it... I, I, bye. Can't take a joke. Bye. New a minister. Man. <laughs> can't take a joke. Bye. 
<laughs> or just over there on the other side of Canada. Oh, yeah, best kind for sure. I know it's for sure. If anybody says I don't know it's for sure, I punch him right in the mouth. A minister in Newfoundland and Labrador's provincial government has asked uh, VRBO to take down an ad that he claims demeans and chairs folk song in the province. Steve Crocker, Newfoundland and uh, Labrador's Minister of Tourism and Culture, said in a statement Monday that he spoke with leadership at the company and asked to remove the video from their online platforms and television. The ad refer uh, ad features the folk song Eyes but the Bye. Eyes the Bye. Eyes the Bye. Over the videos of a barn and shrieking farm animals and shows travelers disappointed in their accommodations. It's rather funny. Are we going to show it real quick? No. Actually, I don't have it. That's fine. No, I mean, I specifically went and found a a link to the video for you. Perfect. But that's okay. That's okay. Well, so so show it. So everybody, I gave it to you, motherfucker. Hey, he's got a hundred tabs open, folks, and he's giving me a hard time about Mm -hmm. not showing the video. If you want to show it, show it. All right. We're waiting. So I I don't think you're going to hear the vi- the audio, but it's just that classic Izabai song and they're trying to find all these different they're they're checking out all these places that they've booked and they're just full of random farm animals. And so there's there's a big cock on the screen right now. It's a good looking cock. So anyway, oh. Thank you. And so, <laughs> anyhow, they're just like, oh, we're super offended. And and this this goes against the uh it's it's trying to say that we're just doing this stereotype of Newfoundlanders being super laid back. Like, oh motherfucker, if you're complaining about this, like if they played the last Saskatchewan Pirate while this video was on on the Super Bowl. We would all be like, "This yeah, is awesome. This is unreal. This is great. This is I wonderful." I, right? I I don't agree with twos on much, folks. Okay, most it, times it, I want to argue, but I agree hundred percent on this. It turns out the only thing Newfoundland is unwilling to take from the rest of Canada is a joke. Breaking, money buys happiness. A paper in 2010 found that the relationship between income and happiness, or emotional well-being, flattens out at around 75 grand. Well, an updated paper in 2023 found that the most subjects reported increased emotional well-being all the way up to 500 grand in annual income. You don't say. Yeah. Isn't it weird how, when you have so much money that you could do whatever you want, the problems kind of just go away. I mean, yeah, you'll have different problems. Like, what do you mean? I can't get a private jet in, in periwinkle blue. It's for me, ma. And she's terrible. Partial to the periwinkle blue. Like it's you know it's it's got its own problems I guess but but just it's it, did it really require all that much research to to point out that the more money people have and the more options it gives them and the more freedom it gives them the less stress it is present in their day to day lives. I Can you imagine yeah. doing the Tuesday mashup and making five hundred grand a year? Yes, I'm hoping it's next year. Man, that'd be something. Uh, what a jerk what a jerk now i'm not talking about twos folks uh this man right here right here there he is uh the mississauga man recently won 50 grand playing olg's scratch game instant 50k and it's the third time he's a he's a mechanic of 25 years hats off to him he also Mm -hmm. won 25 grand with the lottery two times in the past that's the third time he's won he's won the lottery three times and yeah just absolute dick move save some for the rest of us buddy I tell you what, 
blue collar guy. Got to got to hand it off for a, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know. And it's not like he obviously won. I didn't think he was an actual jerk when I wrote that headline. Right. It Fair was enough. to be Fair funny because you're just like, oh, what a jerk. Trudeau he won the lottery three times. He did win the lottery three times. Trudeau won. You know, I was uh, Mila won uh, the loony stick at uh, one of the U7 hockey tournaments. That was a pretty big deal. Fifty dollars on nice. loonies on there, and the stick was worth I don't know, like two hundred bucks. Like that. That's a pretty big day in uh, in a six year old's life. Yes. Trudeau wants to kill all the trans people. Hmm. Like every army ever, the Canadian Armed Forces have always been predominantly male. And as a country with a majority of the population being of European descent, its members have been predominantly white. These facts should be uncontroversial. That's not the society we live in, though. And a- academics like Mitchell and his colleague Stefan uh, Sademan have insisted that a diversity, equity, inclusion culture change is key to raising recruitment and bolstering retention. Mm-hmm. The CAF being short 16,000 people currently, though, would say a little bit different. Recruitment hasn't much improved in the past few years either, with new members numbering at uh, 10,300 in 2019 20, 4,300 in 2020 2021, 8,100, so a little spike, and then down to 7,200 last year. Retention is poor and people are leaving in greater numbers than they are joining. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting how everybody on the left was all mad at Danielle Smith last week because she's going to kill trans people. She's going to kill trans people. And meanwhile, these guys are going out of their way to get as many of them in the military as possible. This is this is Operation Human Shield, basically. And for some reason, there's being lauded as as doing this wonderful thing for humanity. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I'm not going to speculate on whether it would be a net positive to have fewer trans people around. But this is literally what they're trying to accomplish. Let's let's take all the trans people. Let's ship them over to Afghanistan. And it's one less problem to worry about. And they're doing it because they love them. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, lesbian teachers have an easier time getting off. Who? Um, well, there were supposed to be two articles on this, and then I accidentally deleted the bookmark because it refreshed at the exact time that I hit a button. So we've only got one of the articles. Um, but and we'll, it, it had multiple multiple stories in it. On Friday, uh, Knudsen escaped prison, but is now on parole for the rest of her life, uh, 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 and must register as a sex offender and is forbidden from contacting the unnamed student. The mit- uh, mitigating factor was that the age of the consent in consent in New Jersey is seventeen. If she breaches parole, she will go to prison. And so then this is this is a woman who, um, well, a pedophile um, that uh, did some did some stuff with a student of hers, and then. When she went to jail, she escaped from prison. So, I mean, I like a good high story. I feel like prison escapes are also pretty good. And then um, gets caught up, wrangled up again. And then when the sentencing sentencing comes down, it's no, you don't have to go back to jail. So she escaped for nothing, basically. Like, imagine, imagine how frustrating that would be. Just think about it. Like, you're, you're escaping. This isn't some, I don't know. This isn't the Count of Monte Cristo where you just manage to just get off the island and you're fine. You've got to escape a modern goddamn prison and then you get out and then you get caught and they're like, oh, we're just going to let you go anyway. I wonder if they did that on purpose just to fuck with her. (laughs) I would. (laughs) You would. (laughs) I totally would. Uh, Fridge dispute becomes testy. Did you watch the video? 
Yes. Okay. A Michigan, tra- but I thought that reading the article, there's nothing. Okay. A Mich- I want everybody to buckle up here for a second because if you you know we get texts all the time. Okay. Uh, most people tonight, I assume, are are sitting down somewhere and and just enjoying this. Okay. But if you're driving, I want you to hold on for here for a couple of dear moments. If you're working out in the gym, like I know Tarek likes to do, you best sit yep. down. Okay. Because this one leave is your coffee take- on the table. For here me. we go. Okay. A Michigan transgender woman who identifies as Muslim is suing to get her genitals back. Brianna Kingsley, also known as Zara Breezy Murabid, took ex-boyfriend William Wojciechowski to court after he threw away her surgically removed testicles, which had been rotting in his fridge for over a year. They were my testicles, she quoted. They were my testicles. We're talking about my nuts, Kingsley told the judge. I wanted them in my fridge, not in his, she continued. He denied me access to my own body parts. I don't think that can be quantified. The damages were the loss of these nuts. Wojciechowski revealed that he threw the testicles away in July because they were rotting in my fridge and it was disgusting. I've got food in there I wanted to eat, he told the judge. So (sighs) apparently they were together and when they were together, the one dude gets his nuts cut off, goes through sex change which just just for the sake of brevity we're going to call it a sex change we're going to agree that if you just cut your balls off you automatically become a woman sure and then and then this, we're going to dispend really yeah. uh yeah, yeah 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 okay all right and then this woman puts her lady nuts in a jar in the fridge and then they break up and then she gets a different place and just leaves the jar of lady nuts in the fridge, presumably because now she's a woman, she can't open the jar. And so then this guy finally, after a year <laughs> says, <laughs> I'm getting rid of these nuts. I, gotta get I got rid this, of these I nuts. got this old chunk of lettuce in the corner of the crisper. That's, that's gone off. And, and there's some, <laughs> there's some cilantro over here. That's turning Brown. And, and these nuts <laughs> have changed nationalities. These nuts oh, so, are making me thirsty. Uh, anyway, isn't that Seinfeld? Am I wrong on that? Oh, I might have missed that one. Episode. These pretzels, these pretzels, oh, yes, that's what yes, it is. These pretzels yes. are making uh, me thirsty. So, I don't know. So anyway, it was very clear in the article, too, that it was in a mason jar. It was in a mason yeah. jar, not in the bile. He was all upset because it wasn't a biohazardous material. It was in a mason jar sitting in the fridge and they were rotting. And so he finally throws him out. And then this person who who identifies as Muslim, what a weird thing to say. Like, why not just say that this this new woman has changed religions? Like, oh, I identify as a Muslim now. Like, no, no, no. It's 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 like if you move somewhere and you're like, okay, well, I identify as a Saskatchewanian now. Like, no, you I, are one. I like Derek Omenor. No words. I just have no words. And when I started reading this, I'm like, you want a little humor in the mashup? Oh, boy. There you go. That's some humor. There's not much words for what the heck is going on. All you can do is just buzz on. Like, why not just put them in the freezer? I don't. That's acting like it's a rational thing to put your nuts to cut them off, to then put them in a jar, to then be like, I should put them in a freezer. You know what, Tues? I'm going to put these nuts in the freezer. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Imagine how small they were when it got cold. <laughs> like they're twice. You got this giant jar, but then, but then with the shrinkage, like you're in the pool all of a sudden. <sighs> oh my god! Okay, let's just move on. Can we let's just move on? on? This week in Captain Obvious, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be going fast, but that story is about as ridiculous as it gets. This week in Captain Obvious. Hospital staffing shortages could be due to COVID-19 vaccine mandates, some experts say. You don't say. You don't say. Yep. I don't even think we need to go on. Putin. Nope, that was it. Putin, a good word with nope. Tucker. Put it, Putin. It, put, I know. Like... I know. I know what you're getting. I know what you're getting at, okay? What did you think of uh, Tucker Putin? We, we're going to pull this it up. Was, it was good. It was fun. It was interesting. It was a little bit scary because you listen to that guy and yeah, he's uh, an evil murderer, right? But he is an absolute fucking shark. And so you think about him on the world stage where he is literally a shark and everybody else running every other country right now is a goddamn clownfish. Well, put him put him beside Trudeau. Yeah, he's Laughable. walking all over him. Like because we watched there's... we watched we watched Tucker, mm -hmm. and um, uh, really enjoyed. Think he can handle himself well, but but Putin put Tucker in his place about three different times at the start. Oh yeah, well, just many points throughout, and it's interesting. Actually, Tucker Carlson was on Theo Vaughn's podcast a couple weeks ago. And I just stumbled across it accidentally. And it was really good and really funny and really interesting. It was a different side of Tucker that you don't usually see. And sure, I was like, wow, this is fun. I'd love to sit down and, and chat with him sometime. You know, and, yeah, I was just going to say about the Tucker Putin interview. You know, the Super Bowl was big, but in my my circle, I guess, I, I don't know. I heard more people everywhere talk mm -hmm. about that interview. Like before it came out, like, hey, you watching it tonight? And I'm like, this is interesting. Like that, that is, when was the last time, and, and maybe you, you've stared at the political world longer than I have too. So mm -hmm. What was the last interview where you felt there was that much anticipation for a, a person to interview somebody else on the political stage? I don't know if there ever has, to be honest. Uh, maybe the first couple interviews with Edward Snowden after he, Move to Russia, sure. Or, uh, but how many people were Julian talking Assange? about that? I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I I understand people were talking about it. I'm not making light yeah. of that. I'm just meaning. I walked into the hockey rink. People were asking me. You, all you anybody wanted to talk about. You, you, all, it's all yeah. like you think about that. That is insanity. 141 million is, views in the first like 17 hours. I think that I think that anybody, regardless of what you think about the whole Russia Ukraine thing, could fairly admit that the coverage of it in Western media has been very one-sided. Well, yeah, and, so and so regardless of what you think, part of you in the back of your head is going to want to say, well, what else is there that I'm missing? And he did a great job of laying a lot of things out. And he did a great job of omitting a few things too, if I'm being honest. Uh, but, but he, is the first time that we've had any sort of a quote unquote credible representation of what other people in this conflict think. I'd just like to point out as we move on 198 million views on Twitter alone. Yeah. Right. That 
That's in that's that's insanity. That's a lot. Arrive Can is a steaming pile of shit. I don't think we can argue about this. This this uh, summarized it pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. Here's Kirk Lubomoff, uh Arrive Can recap. Okay, it was an 80k app ballooned to 54 million. Which it could have been way less than 80k too. By the way, that's like 80k in government money. But sure, eighty thousand dollars is what they had earmarked for this Arrive Can app, which we mm -hmm. all thought was bogus anyways. It ballooned to $54 million. Mm -hmm. Auditor General now says the true cost is $60 million and could be more. GC Strategies, uh, who couldn't explain what they do for a living, got $20 million. Auditor General says the true cost is impossible to determine because of such poor record and financial management. That's how the public sector and liberals treat taxpayer dollars. Can't argue with that. Over 1,700 emails deleted by a bureaucrat in regards to a rive can and an obvious cover-up attempt. There are allegations of bribes and winning, uh, whining and dining around the contracts. Destruction of evidence, such blatant misuse of taxpayer dollars, isn't considered criminal by the liberals. Liberal, NDP, and Bloc have tried to prevent an investigation into a rive can app every single thing there is totally verifiably true i get the fact that hillary clinton got away with deleting a whole bunch of emails but she'll kill you if you do anything about it right some random ass bureaucrat who takes it upon himself to cover up this bullshit like that guy you know is it, i don't know exactly what the best way to get to the whole bottom of this whole arrive can app is but i say you start right at the bottom the lowest level person that you could verifiably attach to this and you say prove to us that this fuck up wasn't your fault and then he'll throw his boss under the bus and then you say that and you keep going and you keep going and you keep going until you get somebody who has no way of proving that they got direction from somebody more important to them to fuck it up, and then you take that guy and you tell Madagascar that he is a child sex criminal. And uh, just because uh, he was on last week, and I would, uh, in saying that, uh, any we got lots of time for Franco Terrazano. He'd also tweeted yes. out, Feds hand out $342,929 in bonuses to executives working on a RiveCan debacle. Ultimate example of failing government executives rewarding with taxpayer-funded bonuses. So not only was it a debacle, they gave themselves bonuses on top of the debacle, and it's just complete ineptitude. I mean, it, it went roughly 7,500% over budget. Make Canada great again. Trudeau says that what Pierre Polyev, quote, is proposing to do is to make Canada great again, and that is not what Canadians want. He you said that, that in Parliament. In Parliament. And then show, for everybody watching, show the picture of the lady behind him cringing when he says that. Twos, would I have that up? Why would I have that up? I tell you what, give me a sec here, folks. We'll pull it up. Twos, carry on, you know, filibustering, if you would. All right, well, or I can just show it to you because I don't fuck around. There is her, and I'm not, I can't remember her name, but... uh there is her cringing when he says that Canadians don't want Canada to be great again. Nope. We want this shit show that I've been leading and that's all Canadians want. And he so has no idea. I love it when this dipshit goes off script. This is classic example of why I'm all for free speech. Here's my question to you on this lady with the lady pulled up. When he says, uh, Bibbo. 
Pierre Polyev uh, says, uh, uh, I'm going to read it back. Is proposing to do is to make Canada great again. As soon as he says that, she cringes. Is it possible she agrees with him and goes, ooh, that's a terrible line for Canadians because she's thinking of Donald Trump. Is that possible? I think that she am I Am I trying to rationalize this out? I think you're trying to rationalize it too much. Let's throw Occam's razor at it. The simplest answer, all other things being equal, is generally correct. Fair she enough. knows exactly what he's capable of when he goes off script. And then he goes off script, and she's like, oh, this is going to be another drink box water bottle sort of thing moment. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, not again. Calgary's and then sure enough. It happens again. Calgary's unions bought the mayoral election. CBC sucks. The city of Calgary has released released the names of donors who gave money to third-party advertisers in the 2020 municipal election as directed by Alberta's Privacy Commissioner. It sounded like it was a couple of years late. Third-party advertisers, TPAs, promote or oppose candidates or highlight specific issues in an election. In total, there were 176 donors to the eight registered TPAs. Okay. Calgary Futures received $1.7 million in the years leading up to 2021 election. There were six contributors, all from civic unions like, yeah, they rattle them all off. doesn't yeah. matter. So Calgary's future endorsed numerous million. candidates in the election, including Jody Gondact, who is obviously the mayor. The other major TPA in the election was Calgary's Tomorrow, which backed candidacy of former councillor Jeff Davison. And I found it interesting. He raised 420 or that group raised 422 $422,000 in donations from 176 donors. There was 176 total, and that group had donors from 176 and not so, nearly oh, the money. $1.7 million. This is literally a super PAC. This is the Canadian super PAC. $1.7 million, all union funded, backed a specific mayor. The, the unions who work for the city had a specific mayor in mind that they wanted to win. They pushed to have the person that they wanted in charge of negotiating their contracts against them. This is they, they were choosing their quote unquote opponent. Does anybody see anything wrong with this? The, the NDP loves to say things like we need to get big money out of politics. Motherfucker, at the municipal level, the only big money in politics is unions. In the Ontario provincial election, two, three elections ago, 90% of the super PAC spending was done by unions. Ireland needs to be less Irish. So there's two two different tweets here. Uh, one Muslim uh, Muslim woman in Ireland is not happy and complains about Irish culture. She finds Irish jokes offensive and says Irish humor needs to change within Irish community. The other one says Muslim woman complains that there are too many Finns in Finland. And I wish I was joking, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think I've ever told you about this, but uh, this one time I was down in Mexico and I was chatting with this lady and her husband who were from Oklahoma. and. I'm sure there's lots of great people there, but every single person I've ever met from Oklahoma has been in a dead heat tie for being the stupidest person I've ever met. And so anyways, uh, I was like, well, how do you like it here so far at the resort? And she goes, 
yeah, it's great, but there sure are a lot of, and then she looks around, Mexicans here. In Cancun. She went to Cancun for a vacation and was complaining about how many Mexicans were there in the country that she was vacationing in. Correct. Okay. So, yeah, there's stupid people everywhere. And I don't know. There's not really anywhere I'm going with any of this, but it just it reminded me of this. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that outrageously dumb lady that I met. And I wanted to tell that story. So thank you for obliging me. Marty Undercover. Uh, you guys went to the town hall for Alberta pensions. NDP's town hall for Alberta yep. pensions. Yes. You got 30 seconds. Just quick Coles notes. How okay. was that? All right. You could tell even before you got in there that you were going to be surrounded by a bunch of idiots because they all parked like idiots in the parking lot. You go in and you see a whole bunch of bad bangs, you know, like the ones that are just so poorly cut that you know how they're going to vote. Joe Cece sucks as a public speaker. He's got enough room between his front teeth to fit another tooth or two. Uh, they tried focusing on the main issue. They did a lot of scaremongering in in ridiculous ways that I was just like, there's there's no way that Danielle Smith is going to institute it in this way because none of us would support it either. Uh, there was a you gentleman behind us that asked, asked some really good questions. Marty asked some questions. They brushed past them without even answering any of them. But they those those two guys basically just shot down everything that they were saying. And then I said a little bit at the end where I was like, I'm not going to waste my time asking a question because honestly, you guys have not addressed any of the pushback questions. And what did they say to that? Oh, they, they didn't respond to me either. Weird thing, though, at the end of it, there was this woman who was um, goading this, this young man who... He seemed like one of those guys who was so smart that it almost made him unfunctional kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and apparently he was uh, a gay man. And so wanted to just, just here, you go talk to these guys. And I think it was, she was trying to set him up for like a gotcha moment where she could be like, look at all these evil intolerant people, right? Go up to these people and tell them that you're gay and see what they say to you. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just, going to tell you right off the bat that because he was talking about the discrimination that he's faced being a gay uh, gay man and I said I'll tell you right off the bat if anybody's going to treat you differently based on who you sleep with they're a dick full stop and then and then he mentioned that uh, Daniel Smith was taking away their rights and I was like well I'm not sure specifically what you're talking about but if you could tell me exactly which right maybe I could discuss it with you and then she jumped and so then he kind of goldfishes for a minute Fair enough. And uh, like nice enough kid anyway, but just told what to think and never actually thought anything. And then she jumps in and she's like, we're not looking for a confrontation. We just wanted him to express and I'm just here. And I'm like, well, fair enough. All right. Well, thank you for coming and chatting anyway. But she just jumped in and you could tell that it didn't go the direction that she had imagined at all. And as soon as it went another way, she was like, oh, oh, no, no, this is these these scary, evil conservatives seem to be quite reasonable so we better get him to stop talking to them before it infects my friend uh, sitting there with you and marty would have been something trouble brewing for trudeau an ontario brewery that hosted prime minister justin trudeau this week says it's been inundated with hundreds of hateful messages since then trudeau's visited the brewery pantry 
or Brewers Pantry, I should say, in Bowmanville, Ontario, on Thursday to show support for Robert Rock, the Liberal Party candidate for the Durham federal by-election. The brewery posted a picture from the event and said it was flooded with dozens of negative Google reviews, offensive emails, and phone calls at all hours of the night. And and then they had a huge post uh, come out about it, and you know, and 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 everything else. Uh, Viva Viva uh, once again hits our hits our uh, feed here because he says, "Has anyone bothered to actually check? Is this the right brewer's pantry? Because if it is, only uh, not only is it getting spammed by negative." Uh, only not is it getting not spammed. getting spammed by negative Google reviews. It's getting spammed by positive reviews, seemingly coinciding with their post. It actually received very few reviews at all in the last couple months until this post went viral. Mm -hmm. And also, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. You remember we covered Pierre Polyev in a very early mashup. Pierre Polyev and Steam Whistle Brewery in Toronto and how that kind of went sideways. Because everybody was like, oh, why are you having Pierre Polyev there? And then recently after that, Stephen Del Duca, when he was, uh, this was in the lead up to the Ontario provincial election, Stephen Del Duca was then at that time the uh, leader of the Liberal Party. Here's him at an event where he literally blurs out Coors Banquet <laughs> to try and get away from this. Look at the picture. Zoom in if you want. Or I should, I think, because you put mine up. Yeah. All right, look at that. Coors Banquet is blurred out because he doesn't want to get involved with any of this beer wars stuff. So this is something where uh, they they took the gloves off first, and then now apparently also it's uh, not terribly true. So there's that. Okay, I want to circle back to uh, the NDP town hall thing. I just, I, I remembered after we finished, there's a couple things I wanted to point out because I saw some of their tweets about it. So Samir Kiandi was there and he says, thank you residents of Calgary Southeast who showed up to our pension town hall yesterday. UCP MLAs weren't available to hear what their constituents had to say. So here's a picture of him talking at some point. And then this is a picture of these empty seats that have the names of a bunch of UCP people on it. Here's the funny thing though. Okay, here's me in the back, and there's Marty in the orange. Those seats were one of the few, were some of the few seats that were actually taken. This is after the event. They set this up. People were sitting in those seats throughout the entire event, and then afterwards, they set those up. And, and staged then, a photo. And then staged the photo. And then the other thing is, here's Rocky Pancholi, who's running. She's one of the announced uh, leadership contestants. She says, I spent the afternoon in a room filled with Calgarians who are passionate about protecting their pensions. We can't let the UCP gamble away Alberta's retirement security and compromise the future we want for ourselves and for our kids. Right off the bat, this place was not packed. You can see on the left-hand side where you're already getting into the empty chairs. She's standing in front of empty chairs. There's like three to her other side. There's a Look at the giant stack of unused chairs in the corner in this picture. The NDP are not a serious party, Sean. And furthermore, so I had something to say about it. I said, it was nice to meet you this afternoon. Thanks for having us, even though we did not agree a couple points. The room was half full at best. About a quarter of us did not agree with you because we all found each other at the end and started chatting. And there was a lady going around getting signatures for the recall Jody Gondek petition. It was beautiful. Anyways, I said, please don't conflate attendance with support. So, and so then at their event, there's people going around getting Jody God. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. 
That's yeah, amazing. so you you tell me that they had they had everybody in the room on their side when there's a petition to recall Jody Gondek being passed around? Certainly not. Fuck off. Let's go bunting mental. Uh, this is quoted. <clears throat> my manager, Mark Dean, manages all my social media, and he always does. Let's go bunting mental. And I always tell him uh, off as no one ever sings it. Then tonight, walking out, everyone was oh, singing. By the way, this is Stephen Bunting. Sorry, Stephen Bunting uh, darts. Darts. Dart player. I was like, oh my God, every little tweet he sends out is worth it for that moment. If I never play darts again, that moment will live with me until the uh, until the day I die. He walks out and the crowd's going absolutely berserk. Yeah, so he's partway through the World Darts Championship right now. And this hashtag finally caught on and everybody's losing their minds about it. And I think it's hilarious. So that was our happy news this week. You know... I tell you one of the places, uh, before we get to community news, I think going there would be something you'd never forget. You don't need to be any a dart you know, competition. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, like it's like, I don't even know half the rules. You know, I suck at darts. You know, I don't get me wrong. You put a couple of pints in me, I'll play some darts, but I don't know what the heck I'm doing half the time. I can hit the board, but I'm not that great. And yet I'm like going to that crowd looks like it would be absolutely a time they just never they forget. love it they love it everybody's got signs everybody's hammered having a great time it's probably a lot like going to see uh a lacrosse game now community events um I, I i got i think this is the big one for the area especially as this releases on a tuesday so if you're listening to this on a tuesday or tonight folks for all you lloyd minster folk uh we have our by-election on today February 13th, as this releases, uh, Tuesday, councils, uh, chambers, city hall from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can go vote. We had our, uh, um, uh, for the kids' sake, led a, a debate. We had six of the eight candidates show up, and we did uh, uh, 10 questions with them. You can watch that on the For Kids' Sake page or go to the For Kids' Sake Substack if you're like, I don't Where's know who to vote for. the For Kids' Sake page? Substack, and I can I can pull it up and throw it in the show, uh, okay. throw it in the the comments. Um, but yeah, like th that would be a way to to at least see what some of the candidates were saying. Um, but yes, today, uh, February thirteenth, Tuesday, February thirteenth, by election of Lloyd Minster Council Chambers City Hall, forty four twenty fiftieth Ave, nine a.m. to eight p.m. Go vote. Now, there's a lot of newfies in Lloyd, and in Newfoundland, every election is a by-election. Like, oh, going to the by-election. Oh, how's it going there, by-election? <laughs> oh, sure, by-election. Um, other community notes, uh, Slim uh, had has put it on our radar that the 12th annual PBR at Marwayne Arena, April 12th, 2024, uh, and then June 22nd, Aaron Goodwin and Garrett Gregory going to be uh, doing a concert there. So that's uh, coming up. And I had texted him beforehand. And I'm sorry, Slim, if you hadn't texted him. Uh, no, there is tickets. Not until February 25th on Eventbrite. So uh, you can't buy tickets yet. Put that in the back of your brain. Twos, you got anything on uh, community notes? Well, uh, there's uh, a fundraiser going on in Swift Current for um, for legal costs, believe it or not, for people fighting Yes. the government yes. and and have small wins here and there like they're not allowed to say occupation anymore so you got eva chipiak tamara lich chris barber and shadow davis on march 9th and i just got a tweet uh tweet a text uh tonight from tamara leach it's her it's her band playing the live performance mm -hmm. at night and i would you know i should have asked her because i'm like 
you know, normally Tamara and Chris aren't in the same place, right? So obviously having legal counsel, they can they can be in the same place, is my understanding. So very interesting because so, maybe you can, So what the lawyer's gonna play bass or what? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, literally, this is Canada right now. So these two folks, of course, have seen each other over the course of the last couple of years, but always with legal counsel. So it should be a fun evening um, in Swift Current. I, I would think, uh, you know, March 9th, that's that's closing in on us. It sounds like a whole bunch of people are going to be there in attendance. So regardless, I, I think that would be a, a fun evening if you can make it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I got I got tons of time for... Uh, Chris and Tamara, um, obviously for what they yep. stood for, what they did. Absolutely. And uh, Eva's been on the show. Shadow's been on the show. And yeah. So if you can make it there, I think that would be uh, a lot of fun. It sounds like a bunch of people from Lloyd are going to be heading that way now too. So, uh, and so it, if anybody listening has any community events or anything like that, make this sure isn't, this isn't some pay as you go thing. Yep. If, if you're doing something for your community like this and you would like to get a larger reach, just reach out. We're happy to, we're happy to talk about it. And anybody at all who wants to advertise any kind of a bond spiel, the answer is yes. And if you're doing like the world's largest dino competition, like we just love, we just like to be there. We it just would be, like to be a part of it. We're going to make it illegal for you not to tell us. We're going to get right. Charlie Angus to put that into the new law. Uh, boys and girls, kids of all ages, that is going to do it for 93. The uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins of, uh, of the Doug Mashups, Gilmore. the Dougie Gill. And um, thanks for hanging out with us on a Monday evening, or if you're just tuning in uh, when it releases on the podcast, a Tuesday for the, uh, the, uh, the making. The um, we should point what? out here yeah. over the next week. We, we mentioned it last week <clears throat> that here coming in the uh, you're going to slowly see a transition from the Tuesday mashup to the mashup. Yeah. We're going to be slowly moving this thing to uh, a weekday in the afternoon is the plan, so that uh, it'll be live streamed and then released uh, immediately after. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna slowly get away from. The evening, late evening, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the the D, the dairy cartel will be able to tune into it uh, after he milks cows instead of uh, as he wakes up bright and early to milk cows. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be it's going to be a little interesting that way. That's something to pay attention to. Um, also, if you're if you're interested in uh, becoming a sponsor of the Tuesday mashup, uh, you can reach out to as well. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, uh, yeah, 2024 off to a, a banging start here. Uh, mashup 93 in the books too. Is anything else that I've missed? I think you covered it all quite nicely, buddy. All right, folks. Thanks we'll catch up to you next guys. week.